Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. Welcome to the weird and mysterious world of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. Coming to you from the mothership directly above the uncanny valley, my name is Bobby Anthem, and with me as always, we come together like Voltron and he happens to form the balls. My partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman. I've got big balls. He's got big balls. <laughs> What's up? It's Bobby Blades here. What's happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just chilling, enjoying the quarantine as best as possible. And um, it, it's such a beautiful day inside. It's, it's a beautiful day in my house neighborhood. <laughs> I'm beautiful on the inside. That's why I don't go outside. Yeah. Well, you did go outside today, though, and I'm very proud of you for that. Don't be proud of me. I didn't want to go. Um, I went uh, kicking and screaming the whole way, but I did survive. Man. Yeah, did see, survive. that's that's why I'm proud of you, because even though you didn't want to do it, you did it anyway, or because you had to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But one thing we didn't have to do, but we did it because we wanted to. And thankfully, this person wanted to do it with us. Uh, pause, I guess. Is what you make say. that sound very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be, but it doesn't not have to. No, it does kind of not have to be. Don't make this weird. We we we, uh, we we collected the third in our alien theorist theorizing collection today, man, and I'm kind of happy about that. How about you? Oh man, I'm very pleased that I was able to schedule Zell, the head of ATT, basically. Um, the guy who puts everything together, kind of like what you were saying about the Voltron thing. You see how everything connects, like Voltron. Damn, I'm good at this. Yeah, I mean, God, I didn't, I hadn't even thought that far ahead 
and <laughs> to know that that was foreshadowing and i'm just like that's great but i mean um we got more great conversation with Zell from Alien Theorist Theorizing, and that's coming up next. They say I'm disturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual, and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Bird is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1. 71.2, Admiral Bird is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines, and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Welcome to Inhuman Experiencers Experiencing Volume 3. <laughs> <laughs> and we have... We have with us the, um, is it safe to say the Leonardo of our uh, alien theorists turtleizing? That'd be, a, the, that'd be a safe way to put it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the Leonardo, the, the Hannibal of our um, ATT team. We have Zell with us, man, and I'm I'm honored, and I appreciate you um, coming in here and talking with us, man. Thank you. Hey, no worries, man. Thank you. Uh, thanks for ha- having me on. And I know uh, Bobby Blades there supports our show on Patreon. So appreciate it. We try and help out yeah. when we can. So, Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Man. I was telling him the story of how you got me into um, both ATT and Hysteria 51. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I introduced Blades and um, he just went all in, you know. I mean, I, I discovered you guys a while ago, actually. Um, from hearing one of your from hearing an ad on a different podcast and I know that you guys don't advertise a lot. So it was, a, uh, so I guess it was some cross promotion that you guys were doing with, um, we did Parcast. Parcast. Yes. Yeah. It was one of the Parcast shows I heard you guys. And, and I'm like, you know what, let me go ahead and check these guys out. And I was hooked from the start and I've pretty much been listening religiously from there. And, and I told blades about you guys, um, a little bit after that, and his response was, holy shit, I love these guys. And he just dove all in. <laughs> and I think, Blaze, I think you listened to their, their full back catalog by yeah. now. It took it took me about a week, but I managed to listen to, like, all the episodes, man. You listened to all in a week? I, yeah, I believe so. I was fucking hooked, dude. I'm telling you. It's doing, like, six a day? Yeah. But every time, like, uh, if I was out... And about like moving around, I had the headset on and I'm just listening to the episodes when I was home doing nothing, just kind of playing video games. I popped the episodes on. I'm listening to them. So, yeah, I pretty much went through like maybe five or six episodes a day. He's dedicated. That sounds sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun. I felt like I was right there with you guys. 
Yeah, listen, listening to Braden's mis- <laughs> mispronouncing, wor- mispronouncing words and stuttering. And <laughs> oh, man. Fuck up. Yes. That made me laugh part. so much, though, whenever he did that. I'm like, hey, this guy's just like us, man. Yeah, that, w- that was another one of the things that really drew us in because uh, when I first discovered you guys and I was telling Blades about you, I said, yeah, these are these are just some average guys, like some regular dudes, and they're doing some big things, you know? And uh, you seem real, like, accessible, you know? And I know that I hear a lot of the uh, five-star reviews that you guys get, and a lot of people say the same thing. Like, you guys are just, like, you seem real cool and just not like you're talking down to people. It's like you're talking with us, you know? Oh, dude, yeah, we're all uh, we're all like four blue collar workers. Like, got construction, paramedic. Dan was in the Navy. Braden's job is classified, but he's, he's working. <laughs> he's working blue collar. That's all we can say. So yeah, okay. we, uh, we just started the podcast as friends with no expectations, and it kind of just took off into something that we <laughs> never expected. Really, <laughs> get like like thousands of people listening. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> But it's fun. Yeah, we've, we've been having a blast. So we're just going to keep on trucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can tell, man. You, you definitely have your own voice and your own style. You know, we can tell that you're enjoying yourselves, you know, because if it's not fun, it's not really worth doing, right? 100%. <laughs> like, there's like, there's only been a couple times in the history of the show where like, ah, man, so we're not feeling it tonight. It's not, we're not doing it. It's not fun. And we just didn't do it. Yeah. But only a couple times. And I think it's, it's been almost... Shit, four and a half years now, probably. That's amazing. Yeah, I was watching the live stream, um, uh, the Nostradamus one, and then we saw I saw Braden in the robe, and I'm like, oh shit, looks like a satanic ritual here or something. And then uh, you went and grabbed your hat and uh, cloak and everything, and it was like, oh, it's time for Dungeons and Dragons once again. I just conveniently had a cloak and Gandalf hat in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our, house has been, our house has been quarantined like just like everybody else so there's four of us in here there's like me and my wife and her brother and his girlfriend so we just set up our own beer tour and ever, everyone had to do like a presentation so I set up like a wizard wizard's cauldron in the studio and I had like fucking music and headphones and I made all the effects on my voice and I was like talking to him we were slamming beers so it just happened to be right beside me for that episode it was perfect nice always that be was prepared amazing. <laughs> Exactly. You never know when you're gonna need a <laughs> yeah. wizard gear. <laughs> you you always gotta keep props around your home. I mean, you never know when it's gonna come in handy. Costumes in every room. Yeah. That's what I say. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> how you guys how you guys how you guys been doing with this uh the whole craziness in the world? Oh, pretty good. Like me, I've been trying to podcast as much as possible, get a lot of work done. Um, I've been trying to get Bobby in on a lot of it, but he's been busy with his own thing there too. Yeah, because for me, it's like, uh, like I said, this is my lifestyle, you know? This is just how I've always been, you know? I I just, uh, I'm very much an introvert, so I try to leave my house as little as possible anyway. I'm self-employed, I work at home, so I almost never have to leave. And a lot of my friends and family who are extroverts, they're just not used to this. So they've been, a lot of them have been calling me and leaning on me for support. Like, how do you do this? How do you not leave the house? 
So I've, I've been on a lot of calls trying to talk people through this whole thing. Dude, I feel the same way. This is like my life. <laughs> the way, now I'm just in here just a little bit more. Like before, I'm like a, I'm like a three-quarter time carpenter, so I'm out a lot. But now, not doing carpentry at the moment. So <laughs> wake up, play a couple hours of video games, a couple hours of guitar, a couple hours of podcast editing, have lunch, work out, come back to the studio. Easy day for me. Easy day. I like it. I don't want to go on forever, obviously, but I'm doing all right. I could do that forever. That sounds like a good life. <laughs> I know I miss, I really miss because I'm pretty active in like the local, like in BC's music scene. Like our band plays a lot. That's what I'm missing. Missing like going to the shows, playing live. But, you know, we can hang off for a bit. It'll be all right. Yeah, man. It's just a, it's just a little vacation. I think it'll make it easier if people kind of look at it like that. It's just nobody wants to be told to have this free time you know people want the free time when they can't have it but now they're like hey you need to sit down and everybody's like i don't want to sit down <laughs> i want to yeah. go out and do stuff i want to do all this stuff that i can play yeah now now is the time if you got a project or you like you've been wanting to learn guitar or learn whatever if you do, you gotta do it now now's your time you got a few weeks maybe a month who knows how long it's gonna go mm-hmm. yeah it's the perfect time yeah if you don't do it now then i don't know, I don't know what to tell you with the way you like schedule songs. your time during the day, you make it sound like uh, so good. I'm going to have to like work my schedule around that because I think I could probably get a lot done if I, you know, if I sectioned out parts of my day like, okay, this is for this is for guitar practice. This is for violin practice. This is for podcast editing. This is for something else, you know, just uh, schedule my day instead of kind of throwing everything into chaos and doing things whenever I think of them. Oh, dude, my... Like I have like a thousand things in my mind all the time that I'm trying to work on. So if I don't wake up in the morning at like breakfast with like an, my agenda and write down at least three or four things I want to do and when, my this my day I'll jump between like twenty things. I won't get anything done. I'll oh, do like okay. two thing, two seconds on everything if I don't write it down. Yeah. See that that's what I got to do. I got to start the day with a plan. Yep, for sure. It helps so much. I know I noticed that myself because I for like two years when I first because I built like a studio on my house like I built a garage and built a music studio in it yeah. for the first two years I was like struggled so hard to like ske- like schedule people in here and what like when to work on what and do this for like two years I, I didn't waste time but it felt like I didn't do much you know what I mean you know mm-hmm. that feeling yeah like you did a bunch but you didn't really get anything done yeah, I get that. eventually I just learned the tech like how to just I don't plan far in advance I just wake up I'm like all right what's what's on the mind i just write down my first few things when like morning afternoon night and try and get at least three things done a day and then i i feel happy and i'm and that's not working i'm not i don't work like crazy i work maybe like try and do eight or ten hours and then have some fun yeah well at least it's something you know you you have things that you can accomplish throughout the day and then you can go to bed and not fret about oh i didn't get this done i didn't get that done you just be like okay hey uh, you know at least i accomplished these few things that i had written down and set out to do exactly so it sounds like just just from what you're saying there like i guess i don't know if you've always been like that driven and that organized but when we spoke with brayden he said that, uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and paraphrase it and take what I got from it. You guys pretty much wouldn't be doing the show at the level that you're doing if not for you. Um, 
you know, he said you guys were just kind of messing around with it at first. And then you were the one who said, hey, look, we have something here. Um, let's get it together and, you know, really actually uh, give, you know, make this, uh, present this thing in a professional manner or, you know, let, let's go big. Yeah, no, I pretty much, uh, there was a, came a time where I just kept watching the numbers because we never thought anything of it. And then just had like a sit, because I have my like life goal is not, was never to be like a professional podcaster. Or, it was just, right. it was just, I wanted to just do what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to play music. I wanted to do the studio, like be a music, like a product, like a music producer. And I didn't want, I pretty much just didn't want to be a lifelong carpenter. Not, right. not that anything wrong with being a carpenter. It's actually, in my opinion, the greatest all-around trade. If you if you learn your carpentry skills, it'll save you like tens of thousands of dollars over your whole life. Like it's a great trade. But for me, just because I, I grew up, like my dad is a builder, so I just from like when I was 13 on the job site, and I never really you know. I, you get to that point where like you don't feel like you had a choice. You're like, I'm gonna be a carpenter. And then when I was like 24, I was like, you know what? I can still be a carpenter, but I'm also gonna do start the band up again and then we started the podcast and then after we got going I was like you know what this is this is my ticket out so I'm gonna put like all the effort I can into it without killing myself because I do believe in a good balance of you know work and home life of course yeah I rounded up those dudes and I just said like hey man we got these numbers I don't know how but we I guess I I guess we're doing something right so if we just all put in like you know just double our efforts not asking a lot. I think uh, we can do something. And that was about, that was probably last summer and it's really taken off. So it's yeah. been fun. You really did have lightning in a bottle there, like starting from the first few episodes. You're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it got kind of chaotic, but I mean, it was funny and it was great. You could tell that you guys had great chemistry and everything. And like, I think that's what engages the listeners to keep on listening to that when you've got good chemistry and you kind of humanize everything you're not like high above everyone you're kind of like right there on that level you know just a bunch of regular joes uh talking about stuff that interests you and you're not presenting it in a way that is like oh this is what you know this is what we believe and if you if you believe otherwise then you're absolutely wrong and you don't know anything yeah no i i hate that frame of mind which is kind of where the current conspiracy culture seems to be mm -hmm. where it's like I believe that this guy's a pedophile and this guy should go to jail because of this this and this and if someone says otherwise like there's you know yeah there's no there's no discourse right like we when we started the show like conspiracies are something like me and Braden would always just like get really really stoned watch like UFO videos cryptids Bigfoot like just like watch stuff in, like in college I would just cut he lived like on campus so I'd just go there between classes we get ripped watch videos talk about whatever and when we started it was fun like oh 9-11 what the fuck happened on 9-11 what happened JFK like all the classics right it was fun even though like sometimes you get to the bottom of it, you're like oh it's not fun because it's not really conspiracy anymore the world's run by insane people for insane means yeah. but like that's that's whatever that is what it is but now it's like conspiracies like no, it's not conspiracy cult. Conspiracy culture is like conspiracy cults, you know? Like, every little factions all over. You got your, like, QAnon people who believe that, you know, either Trump or someone in his administration is out to save the world. And then you got people on the other side that say, you know, and there's no there's no overlap. It's pretty crazy at the moment. Yeah, that is very true. But, I mean, 
hopefully we're just in wild times you know you got i'm not a politi- political guy but you know you got a character in the white house let's just call him that <laughs> <laughs> character right if he wasn't the president he's a great fucking character in my opinion right oh yeah yeah Poli- like on the on the apprentice and shit like it's a fucking great character i'm not going to comment on any policies i'm from canada that's not my business it's, <laughs> you guys got to deal with it down there <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> i mean I, I, I bet you in the end he probably goes down as not being the best or the worst you know i don't know but whatever but i'm just saying like having that kind of figure in office trickles down through the society right and that For trickle sure. down and him like purposefully or not taking that conspiracy culture on his side has actually been genius for him but it's also at the same time like factioned society and the you know the conspiracy cults like it's Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump Oompa Loompa like there's two different camps I don't know it's pretty crazy there's no like I'm sure it's not I'm sure that's like mainly in the news that I hear that I'm sure like on regular American day-to-day life that's probably not a problem for most people I mean from speaking for myself from from what i've seen and i stay away from politics it just it just sickens me but from what i hear from everybody it's just it's completely polar you know you're either for or against you're either this side or that side red or blue whatever you know there's there's really not a whole lot of people even the people who say well you know i'm just middle of the road and and you know i I agree with some things and i disagree with some they still firmly have their team. They have their their guy that they're back, and they either love the guy or they hate him. You know. Yeah, and I don't know what uh, what has caused that. You like I don't know. You go cons- conspiracy minded person and say it was manufactured divide and conquer technique, right? Seems yeah, to hear a lot of that. if that if that's the case, like it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, I guess. Or there's can... that, like, the magic trick where it's like the hand is quicker than the eye. And if you if you present somebody with something that is so unbelievable, they're not going to pay attention to what's going on in the background. Yep. Yeah. See that? Smoke show? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, at, the but sa- it... at the same time, though, you have... You have an event event happening right now in humanity that's never really happened before, and you're starting to see like that community feeling, at least locally, coming back together is what yeah. I feel. Like locally here, I feel it. Even though like I'm in a part of the world where we don't really have disease yet, compared to like you know New York and all the other right. centers. But just even here, like it's not here, but everyone's like, all right, like, we've. <laughs> buckled down in a community and we're like okay we're just gonna accept that we gotta do this and it seems to be bringing people together so maybe the long-term fallout of this whole thing will be a more united united states does that make sense we have that we have the opportunity for that right now you know we really do i mean not not even just for the country but the whole world like this this is our chance because we're all dealing with this exact same thing Mm -hmm. and and people are still people are still taking this time to fight and point fingers and say uh, those people did this uh, purposely or it's a hoax or whatever like but nobody can deny, nobody can deny that this is something that we are dealing with you know no matter what they believe the entire world is dealing with this um, I've said it to blades before this is the biggest conversation 
in the world right now because everybody is only talking about this right now. Um, this and this and the the tiger dude <laughs> that, that I don't watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that tiger Joe, dude Joe just Exotic. came out though. <laughs> the only uh, two things that anybody's talking about, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So so this is this is our opportunity for everybody to just pull together and say, hey, listen. You know, we, we've been we've been stupid. All of us, we've all been stupid. Uh, we are in this world together. We all have to survive together. So, you know, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier too. You know, about um, about uh, wow, I forgot what I said earlier. It's been a long, <laughs> long day. <laughs> uh, no, I've seen that. A, I've seen that a lot of ways where um, uh, people are realizing now that hey it's not just affecting me it's affecting everybody in the entire world and maybe if i just did this one little thing to kind of help out it might make somebody's life a little bit easier and the more and more people are starting to do that we can see a lot of communities coming together and forming and it's not just um accusations and hate and negativity being spit out it's kind of like all right we understand that humanity itself is kind of facing a dark time right now so we kind of have to pull together and just know that we'll get through this 100 percent agree yeah, it's like agree totally. it's the it's never happened before so it's it's bananas now on i'm going to change the note the only other thing that i it sucks but it's probably going to happen is people in power not just in the united states but in most of the western world are probably going to try and take this opportunity to probably slide a couple slide a couple suspicious things through is what i is what i think oh, for sure yeah. <laughs> definitely for like sure. I, we've been we've been seeing people try to capitalize on this from the beginning like on a very small scale so yeah of course on a larger scale i totally agree with you like I read something, I don't know, I didn't get a chance to really check if it was 100% true, but like I know that the Patriot Act of 2001, right? And then it kind of went away, most of it, and then I'm pretty sure they just tried to slip part of it back in a like a digital surveillance thing in order for them to be able to track people on their phones for congregation and stuff. Oh, yes, yeah. I heard about that. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah, if they're, they'll be able to... Like, say, in New York, they can check the grid and GPS grid of that city and be like, oh, there's 20 dots, mm-hmm. you know, 20 rooms there. And then the cops can roll in and give people tickets or whatever whatever the law is in that particular area. Right. So I, yeah. I seem to know that. And I know other places in the world have kind of done something similar. And Seoul, that, Seoul, Korea, right? I think they've done that. I might have been, yeah. Germany, I think. I think even in Spain, a little bit of it. Now the good like the good in me is like all right that's for the good of humanity that's fine as long as when it's over it's really like they tear up that act that law right shred it yeah i was just about to say that but probably what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to like deactivate they're not going to like destroy the law so when it's time it's really easy to bring that back for maybe for even lesser you know circumstances the next time and that's that's my worry when like giant events happen like after 9-11 all the security measures worldwide went crazy like the world changed right instantly and that was that the world changed over the events of one city between two parties right the rest of the world wasn't involved but the whole world used this opportunity to like sweepingly change surveillance and you know traveling and security laws 
even though they're, you know, hijackings at that time were pretty much zero. But then they used the one event, regardless of what you think of the story, to change the laws of an entire planet. So I just, it just worries me that maybe they're going to try and do something, something similar. Yeah. Well, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Got to be on your mind. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, of course, there's going to be a lot of people, if not most people, who are just going to accept these things with open arms. Like, yes, protect us, you know, protect us. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> you know. Tell me what to do, Mr. Uh, boss Man. Exactly. Yeah, always, always under the guise of public security, public safety or national security or whatever they however they phrase it. This, when people are scared, it's much easier to convey a message. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just the way humans are built. So, yeah, like fear is the fear is the most useful tool for like using it to control the populace, to get people to do what you want. Yeah, it's just like, 100%. and like if they can't create it, then what better what better way to do something than to have a pandemic? happen and that affects everybody on the planet yeah no i mean i personally don't think that you know there's a lot of conspiracy theory and all that that it was a man released virus and all that but there's not that's the problem with conspiracy right now is just off the charts so there's a million so i don't really believe anything i mother nature's pretty good at creating viruses mm-hmm. yeah. this is not the first time it's created one like this it's right now the most infectious it seems I just think people are are, are going to see this as an opportunity. You know, Hillary Clinton was quoted, never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> and like those, that's how those, that's how polit- some politicians think. They like see it happen. They're like, oh no, it's bad. However, right. We can do this with it. Right. Let's yeah. use it. How to- can we benefit from this? Yeah. It's sickening and terrifying. But you in know, a way, I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give it to, you got to give props to them taking advantage of the situation and be like, oh, let me put a spin on this and use it, use it to my advantage. You know, it's like it's kind of smart. I don't know if they came up with it themselves or if somebody in their camp came up with it because they they all seem kind of dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the type of thing. It's the kind of thing that's been happening forever. You know, I mean, it's it's a tactic. It's been a tactic forever. Capitalize on a tragedy while while uh, while people are scared. You know, um, and in a lot of cases, this is where the conspiracies come in. In a lot of cases, they create the uh, they create the the chaos and the tragedy themselves. You know, uh, create the conditions so that you can come in and and solve it and look like a hero and gain the trust of people and get what you want out of it you know yeah now yeah. zell did you hear this conspiracy that um um somebody had taken it maybe something out of context where the virus itself was an offshoot of the aids virus where it kind of was an immunosuppressant and that's why they believed that it was created in a lab and then set out upon the populace oh shit i have no idea on that one Oh, okay. <laughs> I had heard somebody talking about that a couple weeks ago. And I was like, wow, I wonder if these guys had caught wind of that uh, this conspiracy that's going around. Well, I've, I, I, heard, I, heard, I heard that it might have been released from a lab because they have that vi- virology lab in Wuhan, right? Right. 
but that's the only thing I heard. And then I that's I just heard that, and I tried to look into like why they thought that, and nothing really came, nothing uh, solidified for me on that. It was a like a bio weapon, because you had uh, the guy. I can't. I'm I'm just going off spitballing, but you had high ranking official in China blame the U.S. for it being a bio weapon. And then you had top end U.S. officials saying, "Ah, China, it's a bioweapon." Right. And then I'm like, "Why would you release a, of all types of warfare, bioweapon, especially an infectious disease, would be the worst because you release it, say you're China, you drop it in the states or your states, you drop it in China, it's coming back. It's always, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's coming back to you. It's no going worldwide, what. baby. Yeah. So it's a terrible weapon if you're like those conspiracies of, oh, they did it. America did it to China to, you know, end the trade war, war and take the jobs back to the states. And then you're like, well, why would the states, you know, unless you, you get really dark, you're like, <laughs> the state, the states are okay. All right, we're going to do that. Then we're going to bring all the factories back to the United States. How many people are we going to lose? Half a million? That's pretty good. Let's do it. You go, yes, if you got really dark, but 100%, I think not. So I think all those conspiracies, I think when like a giant event happens like this people almost to find like a sense of reason and why it is happening will just create you know create tales loosely based on stuff they've read to try and make sense of it all and yeah. i think that's what we're seeing at the start of this especially because it's only been really like a month now in north america that we've really seen like the extended news coverage mm-hmm. yeah we're so still at the next beginning month the next month or so, you'll really start to see some of those stories just completely fall apart. And maybe there will be like stories that start as conspiracies that end up turning out to be, if not a true story completely, will expose part of the story to, you know, kind of make sense of it in the end. But I think right now people are just, everyone, because so many people are affected, everyone's reaching to try and make sense of the event. Like, oh, why is it happening? Why us? Why are all the jobs gone? This, this must be, you know, this is a new world order takeover, crashing the economy, going to instill a one world government currency. Fuck that. I ain't let that happen. I'm going to show them, you know. <laughs> then you get on Twitter or whatever, and you start spitballing, you're making up stuff. Because you had that, did you guys read that one post from the, the QAnon camp claiming that Trump was arresting Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada for corporate espionage crimes? That was on March, oh. like, 4th. And a whole bunch. And Tom Hanks was the pedophile, and that he's not, oh, doesn't okay. have the virus. Yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have the virus because he's in Australia. He's just hiding in Australia. He doesn't want to come back to the states. Yeah, and all the and then you're like, okay, Trudeau was not arrested. Tom Hanks came back to the states. So, what what's more to the what, what else you got in the future? And they said Weinstein was a part of that too. Like he had apparently he caught uh, the virus while he was in prison, and then he died in prison. Um, and like, nope, he's not dead. Well, yeah, the conspiracy was he. Yeah, I didn't hear that he died, actually. I didn't hear that one. But he, conspiracies, he's claiming, he claimed to give up all the pedophiles, and Tom Hanks was one of them. That's why this all started. But yeah, he actually. They said that there was going to be a, a whole slew of other uh, celebrities and you know, yeah, he named, other public figures that were going to come out. Yeah, they named quite a few. I can't remember exactly. I'm not going to make them up. But he named quite, they named quite a few in the article. And you're like, okay, man, what's going on? And then, but Harvey Weinstein did get the COVID because that whole, I can't remember what jail he's in, the maximum security prison, like 150 people have been tested positive for the virus in there. <laughs> that motherfucker is going to, after all of this, he's going to get smashed by the COVID. 
That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's justice. Uh, poetic justice yeah. right yeah. there. And then hopefully they don't have a ventilator for him because, you know, there's not enough to go around. And obviously he's going to get the, he's not going to get one if they're short. Yeah. You know what? If you have to choose between prisoner and a, you know, 60 year old working man, they're going to give to the man every time. So, yeah, I hope so. I really do. Bananas. Yeah. Theories out there are endless about this one. I don't know. Any more you guys heard about that? Uh, maybe I haven't heard about. Hmm. I don't. I try to. <clears throat> I try to stay away from the news and uh, reading in too much into theories. But I did hear something on on another show that I listened to, where they were. I think. Um, Bob, you remember this? You listened to uh, Michael Deacon, and uh, the guy. He said it was going to take eight weeks for society to completely collapse. Duh, did you hear uh, that show? Uh, I, you know what? I skimmed through that show. Okay, I know which okay. I know which one you're talking about. I know the I know the guest that you're talking about. Yeah, too. I can't I remember the guy's name, but, but yeah, he, he was, had a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he a, a lot, lot of things. Yeah, <clears throat> he also said that this was like uh, genetically engineered to call the population of the Earth, and you know that all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, the depopulation agendas, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, you're not going to get. If you really wanted to depopulate, you're not going to get that many people with this. Like, it's not like it's not like they packaged up Ebola, you know, and shipped it off in some type of soup, like disease that doesn't show like symptoms for two weeks while you're super infectious. Yeah, like they didn't. Because I mean, it, I'm not discounting the disease because I know some people in healthcare, like Andrew on the podcast, he's in it and he's seen people like get fucked up bad from it. It's SARS, right? It's pretty much SARS of 2003. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it. It's they call it the COV SARS 2. It's the SARS 2 virus, right. right? So it's like it's not it's not like it's not a it's it's bad for a lot of people, but it's not like if you were trying to take out like if you're some I've heard the theory that oh, this is an alien depopulation plan. They dropped <laughs> in the atmosphere and then people got it. And you're like, well, they're not that was a bad virus. They fucked up. Like it's not Ebola. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not like a hot, it's a people definitely die from it, but. No, it's not like a high mortality, like a 50% or higher. Yeah, what is the death rate? 20% from this, I think? Well, no, it's... Here's here's where... This is where I think the news really scares you. So in all the cases that are... Because 50% of people are asymptomatic, mean, like means they don't show symptoms, but they're carrying the disease. So you could be a healthy 30-year-old, have SARS-2, the COVID-19 spread it around but you never show symptoms or if you do you show mild symptoms so they say say there's like a hundred thousand confirmed cases like you've been tested the death rate's like six percent but there really could be five hundred thousand cases so the death rate rate would be much lower so i think when you see it all said and done it'll probably be under one percent that's that's why I was going by uh, the thing that I had heard on the news where they they said 80% of the people recover and 20% get it very serious and possibly would die from it. Oh, yeah. that like So, yeah, 20% is like a severe or critical. So you probably have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's a big number. That's And that's why this whole social distancing thing is happening because if 20% of the people get it and you flood like you know, New York hospitals with 100,000 people within a month. That's what's happening in Italy, right? Is too many people went to the hospital and that's why there's so many desks. They can't treat them all. It's crazy. 
that's why this all crazy shutdown happened like seemed like overnight and did you see what was happening in spain now they're um they're keeping the people indoors they're spraying the streets with bleach and some other stuff um and any car that goes in or out it has to be sprayed people have to take off their clothes before going into their homes like it, it's just gotten real crazy yep and that's why uh some people hate the current administration or whoever's fault it is for you know telling people it's not that deadly right mm -hmm. and then people went spring break in and now you know you have hundreds of thousands of cases and it's just the start so like it's gonna get unfortunately so much worse yeah and you've got idiots licking toilet bowls and seats and everything those people deserve to you know yeah oh go ahead yeah they yeah <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve to die but they should get real sick well yeah, that. Teach themselves, yeah. A lesson. Teach themselves a lesson. There you go. <laughs> the whole thing's bananas. I mean, I live in a, a part of Canada that's like not very populated. So we've been on like self quarantine for like, almost three weeks now. And there's really no cases here. So we don't, a lot of people here are getting like a little uh, annoyed because they're like, why are we taking, why can't we, we're taking all these measures, but they just don't really see the big picture. Yeah, because there's nothing. There's really our hospitals like has a thousand empty beds waiting for it just in case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no one's getting it because like we've been locked down for so long before yeah. we had any cases that it hasn't really got here because no one no one's traveling. So it's that's like, the best way to handle it yeah. is to get out in front of it, and that's what we should have done because now we're we're chasing it. We're forever gonna be chasing this thing, always behind it. It's always gonna be in front of us because people are still going around infecting everybody. And, right. They still uh, don't believe you, what's going on. Yeah, I think people are going to, you know, I think people are now probably even, even in the last week have gotten a lot better because they you've seen the num they've seen the numbers explode and like especially in people in New York. You know, because there's right now thousands of deaths, so chances in New York if you're living there, you know someone or you know someone who knows someone or you know someone like you know three chains down who's someone got fucked up by it you know yeah so once it once it like it hits home when you're like oh shit you know jimmy's brother john he got the COVID. he's in the hospital man they're like what that's fucking crazy it's not even supposed to be deadly for 30 he's only 30 years old he's like yeah well for a small it's not really for most healthy people but it can be you just don't know that's why it's fucking it's bananas yeah, at this point, we all know somebody, you know, or we know somebody who knows somebody. Uh, but uh, one scary thing for me, uh, I had to leave my house today. I didn't want to. I never want to leave my house, but I was in a position today where I had to go out and do something. And there were so many people out and I was uncomfortable the whole time. So uh, I know now what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to leave my house and I'm just going to have to leave the planet. Um, I'm <laughs> Waiting for Nibiru to, to swing back around that or the, you know, the closest Earth-like planet, and I'm out here. <laughs> so, but we we've gone a while here, and this was a good conversation. I really enjoy it. But you know, we uh, it's about time for us to wrap this one up, man. We, we do appreciate you coming in and talking to us. Yeah, man. Enough of that sad shit because we're man everybody has been talking so much about that damn virus. So we're going to get under some good stuff. And uh, we have a segment where we usually talk about uh, maybe a movie, a sci-fi horror movie, TV show, book, comic book, video game, whatever. 
whatever we might be into. And when we have a guest with us, we like to know uh, what our guest might have been into lately, or maybe even just something that they uh, have been into uh, since an early age, uh, something that had a big impact on their life. So, Zell, we are definitely interested in knowing, uh, is there any type of sci-fi or horror uh, anything that has had kind of an impact on your life or something that you've gotten into recently? Uh, well, sci-fi, I mean, I watch like every every, every sci-fi movie, but um, I'm more of a video game guy myself, to be honest. Okay, what are you into? I've probably the last like six years, I'm a big first-person shooter. Actually, probably even longer. Probably ten years. So right now, I'm right now I'm playing hard Apex Legends. I don't know if you heard yeah, of it. I gotta get into that with you, man. I, I added you guys and everything, but I have not played Apex yet. Dude, it's uh, it's one of the smoothest shooters I've ever played. It's so fun. So like me, me and Byron, Braden, uh, we're always playing Apex. So right now, I'm super into Apex. But like I know I play StarCraft a little bit. I was a huge Call of Duty guy for a long time. That's pretty much, yeah, I'm a video game guy. That's cool, man. See, I'm not a gamer. Um, I am not a gamer. I, I used to I used to play a little bit back in the day, but then ran into some issues with my vision. And even before my vision started to go, I was not very good at it. <laughs> but I did have fun. Um, you know, I, I do kind of miss it. Oh, it's yeah. easy. If you don't play for a while, it's easy to get you just wrecked when you jump back in because <laughs> people are so good. Yeah, they, they probably play almost 24 hours out of the day. They don't even sleep. Oh, man, some of these guys playing five, six, seven, eight hours, six days a week. Easy. Yep. Oh, man. It's their I mean... life, man, and now they have nothing to do but play. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, the, I'm not a camper. I'm that run and gun type, so I'm, like, the first one to get killed all the time. Yep, you would be. It's it's tough. They're hard games, man. Shooters uh shooters come a long way. Oh hell yeah. So are you um now I know that Doom came out last week, I believe. Have you played that yet? I have not played Doom Eternal, oh. though it does pretty badass. It, it's intensely badass. And it's hard as shit too. Cause it's mainly for the single player, right? The campaign. Uh yeah. And I heard they have like a it's not like a it's a multiplayer but it's not like a death match it's like you're like two two v one like one guy's a fucking demon and you got two guys trying to kill him or something uh yeah or it could be two demons versus one slayer i think um oh, so yeah it sounds like it's pretty interesting i'd like to try that all right well that's pretty cool man we went from uh we went from talking about a very depressing uh, virus <laughs> that's killing people to talking about going out and putting it in our own hands and killing people so, <laughs> fantastic man <laughs> Wonderful. Once again, Zell, we want to thank you for for uh, coming on here with us, man. You, we really enjoy your show. Uh, hopefully, you get a lot more listeners. Hopefully, uh, we get a lot more crossover. We know that we have friends who we've turned on to you guys, so that's pretty cool. So for the ones who are still not familiar, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, our podcast is called Alien Theorist Theorizing. You can find that anywhere you get podcasts I mean anywhere from Spotify to Apple or anywhere anywhere in between or you just go to aliantheorist.com and have all the links right there 
Fantastic, man. Thanks again. And uh, we will be checking you out. And as Braden always says on the show, keep those eyes on the skies. I can't do it like he does, man. I just can't. <laughs> no, nobody can. Keep those eyes on the skies. There we go. There we go. <laughs> now, Braden's one of a kind. Thanks. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all, from how to make a peanut butter sandwich, to how can I get my hot coworker to notice me, to how do manatees bang, any question at all. Just contact at I-E-X-P underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com with Inhuman Resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the Inhumans and... This week, our question comes from Anthony. And he wants to know, what are the three things you could buy at a grocery store to make the cashier give you weird looks? (laughs) That's a fun question. Um, I would say, I would say, condoms, a ski mask, a crate of Jergens. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is perfect. I love that. <laughs> Maybe. A crate of Jergens. Are you sure there's enough there? I mean, you don't. <laughs> uh, you're going to take the whole shelf. What if people got really dry skin? I mean, their skin is not my problem. They got the toilet paper. I got the Jergens. Okay, okay. That's good. Well, I guess that answers your question, Anthony. Thank you for uh, submitting it to us. And I, I, I hope you, I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I want to come with, come up with something else, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because depending on where you are in the world, those those items might be normal. You know, um, a ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> crate of jergens and condoms yes yeah, I, I don't think that's normal in any part of the world actually I mean what, what other parts of the world have you been in you know none except for this one right okay how about how about <clears throat> how about um, I got one for you spray cheese like cheese whiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has to be cheese. Uh, has to be cheese whiz. Um, uh, a Maybelline makeup kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a flare gun. <laughs> oh, shit. Homie went flare gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Uh, Wait, I don't know if I can do that because it, there was a flare gun on an episode, a classic episode of Scrubs. And I think I might have stolen that from there. <laughs> so let's try this again. All right. A giant bag of Funyuns. All right. Condoms. And right, a paper so far, bag so with holes cut in it. <laughs> Perfect. It has to be a holy paper bag. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's try again. Let me see. Let me see. Um, let's see. Here we go. A car battery. <laughs> a punching balloon. And a tub of Vaseline. <laughs> What is it about Vaseline that always makes me laugh? It's like my mind goes back to the 10th grade. <laughs> you always got to have Vaseline, oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's the one, though. I don't know if that, I don't know if that would do it. So I'm going to try one more. Let me see. Well, I just want to make sure Anthony is completely satisfied yeah. with, with our answer here. All right. You know? Well, you know what so, I would do? I would buy an EpiPen, some jeggings, and lipstick. <laughs> okay all right big points for the jeggings okay all right so let me see here we go okay um just for anthony just for anthony i'm thinking i'm thinking a turkey baster some goo gone and what? an adult coloring book what the fuck is goo gone Goo gone is the stuff that you use to to loosen adhesives without ruining paint and other things. Oh, or if okay. you get or if you get super glue stuck to your lips or whatever. <laughs> or if you if you accidentally, I don't know, glue your penis to the side of your leg, you can use goo gone and it'll loosen that right up. I'd never even heard of that. It's a thing, man. Look it up. That's classic. This oh is man, our, you just Goo gone, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> Advertising. Yeah, we'll we'll advertise for you. Yeah. We we want to make that big Saudi money. <laughs> <laughs> that blood money. Yeah, Maybe we should end it on Saudi money. <laughs> Saudi so, uh, blood money. <laughs> so if anybody else has any questions like Anthony, just do what the lady said at the beginning of this thing and hit us up on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast or email us where? Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com. And I'd like to give a special shout out to our very first Patreon donor, Shaheen at NuclearHeatShop.com, also of Wrestling Overdose. Much love to you, sir, and thank you for donating. Um, and now yeah. to the shout outs. I'd like to give special shout outs to our friends and family in podcasting Klondike Bill, Burbs, Nathan Mondor, our uh, Canadian consultant, Shaheen at nuclearheatshop.com, Get in the Corner, Yuck Nasty, Dog or Baby, The WNC Super Party, Papa Dave, Johnny Florida, Michael Smith, and Old Man Jenkins. Boxman Anthony and Smark Wahlberg of the Dirt Sheet Dudes and Hollywood Hangout. Suplex City Limits with Jim Vicious and Tyler Fudge. The Federation with Travis Fudge and Tyler. Smack It Down Podcast with Jay Silver and Corey Gold. Transcontinental Project with Luke Birch and Sensible Sam. It's Pathetic with Scott and Rybread. The High Marks, Cheese Man, G Wiz, and Mojo. Saturday Morning Cartoons with Sean and Dave. And you can catch Bobby Anthem on there. 
Archon's Corner with The Wookie, Yakuza Kick Radio with J-Cat Morris, The Michael Deacon Program, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap with Sir Dirkalot, Regularly Scheduled Hostility with Eric, The Alien Conspiracy Podcast, Conspiracy Cafe with Jay and Mandy, Alien Theorists Theorizing, Hysteria 51, a very special thanks to the networks that provide us a platform, the WNC Network and Wrestling Soup. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. We did it again. What did we, we did do it again? again, man? What did we do? We did a good thing, man. We got this. We got through this. We had fun with our special guest Zell, and I couldn't be happier. So yeah, it's always fun right. having people that um, are doing kind of similar things, and somebody that we can actually have fun having a conversation with. It's a beautiful thing. For sure, man. Even even as heavy a conversation as we had today, and we really didn't want to get into a lot of what we talked about, but it's the biggest conversation in the world. It's, it's what everybody is talking about because it's what everybody's dealing with. So. Yeah. And we say that we always say, oh, we're not going to do another episode about it. And then it just comes up. It just comes up. And, you know, sometimes we get things wrong. A lot of people get things wrong. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of wrong information, a lot of people just trying to figure things out for themselves. So... So uh, I think it's pretty important to say that for accurate information, do yourself a favor uh, before you get into an argument with anybody about anything. Just go to coronavirus.gov. Yes, and like the CDC.gov or the World Health Organization, if you want up-to-date information as well as information that is not tainted by any media outlet, these people are just putting out straight facts and they're not there to scare you or anything else. They're trying to keep you prepared for this. There you go, man. And to come back for more weird shit with us (laughs) and just to reach out to us and, you know, Uh, Let us know what else you want to talk about. You can find us where? Um, You can find us on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast or on Gmail. If you want that more personal approach, you can always send us an email at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Oh, and don't forget, we now have a Patreon. We're going to be uploading lots of new stuff on there. Um, I mean, we're going to have a bunch of new content for you guys, so it's going to be well worth your money. Check us out on Patreon. That's at uh, patreon.com slash inhumanexpodcast. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.